This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glynn, joined by my buddy Dax Holt on the other side of the country. How are you, sir? Dude, I'm doing so good. In sync reunited this week. I mean, all the stars have aligned. I know you've been waiting for that moment. I today's the first day I get to like really, really breathe in a week because the last week has been absolutely insane between uh, the music awards coming to town and fashion week. There's just been so much work for me the last week that I've been sleeping. I'm not even bullshitting, probably like four hours a night, which to some people might say that's like that's a lot, but for me, that's not a lot. Um, there's just a lot going on, and I have to take advantage of the money because I monetize these interviews, which I do, um, that I do, and because next week's going to slow down with these writer yeah. strikes. A lot of people aren't coming to New York, so I've been busting my ass and trying to get the interviews when I can because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get paid again. So yeah, I, saw, I saw you post in the private Facebook group the picture of you and um, Matt McConaughey. Nice guy. Dude. And then you and Charlize Theron. Nice girl. <laughs> <laughs> she was cool. No, like she was fine. She was um she was fine. Nothing bad to say about her, but like yeah. compared to Matthew McConaughey, who was great, like talked to me on the street for a while to the point where people who saw him talking to me were like, Do you guys know each other? Are you guys friends? And uh really nice guy, interesting guy, big guy. Just a, actually a really cool experience. And it was funny because as I'm talking to him, people start to crowd around like, Matthew, can I, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. But he was fully engaged talking to me. And I appreciate that about that, especially when it comes to like Oprah does that. And Matthew McConaughey does that where he doesn't like listen to the noise. He like, if he's on a conversation with you, he's focused on that conversation with you. But just like very cool, very nice. Loved his book. Uh, did you read his book? No. Great book. It's actually one of those books. Where Dax, I think you would actually enjoy listening to. <laughs> I like that you said listening to. <laughs> yeah, because I know I you're not going to read. To I don't have time to sit down and read a book right now, but like, give me a book to listen to when I'm at the gym or you know running or something like that. Because it's really hard to read a book when you're out jogging. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> believe it or not, I've seen a few people do that, and it doesn't end well. Um, no. This is our raw rundown episode where we give you the top ten stories of the week. In the middle of the week, we release an interview where sometimes just a conversation between Dax and I, which maybe I'll we'll save more of my conversation, the things that that have been happening to me in the last few weeks because it's been interesting as far as my my uh, experiences with celebrities or doing my job as a street reporter trying to get interviews. Um, but let's get to. But actually, before we get to our run rundown. We do reviews, mm-hmm. Dax, right? We do these yeah, uh, reviews we... where we read your review live on air. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? All right. This uh, review comes from NASA 16, five stars, titled Great Podcast. And it says, interesting topics slash stories. Seems like nice guys. And I appreciate there is minimal vulgar language. Fuck yeah. Thank you for yes. writing that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we actually don't cuss that much. Um we let our guests if they want to. We've never really had rules with that. I mean, we don't really – I try to be a little bit – I try to do a mix of me and also for the viewers because mm-hmm. in normal conversation, I might curse a little bit more. It's just who I – I'm on the streets all day. So I, I start to talk like 
a guy on the streets. It's just, <laughs> it's like if you're around an accent, you start to pick up the accent. Well, I start to talk like I make isn't pizzas it, all day. I start to funny? talk like I, yeah. When you start to pick up an accent, like you're talking to someone and they like have a British accent, suddenly you want to talk in a British accent. And you're like, oh, God, they're going to think that I'm making fun of them. But like, I literally just can't stop. They, they say a word and I need to repeat the word. I don't know. I, I do that a lot. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting how um, I, especially I do it, too. I come home sometimes and I start talking. Not like a homeless guy. But I start talking <laughs> Ooh, excuse like me. That's all right. I come home sometimes and I notice I start to talk like a rapper or just like some crazy guy <laughs> on the street. I'm like, yo, what's up with this? What's going on? I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, I just start to sound like a maniac. It's, hmm, I have just so no funny. boundaries. And sometimes I need to like filter myself to make myself better. Okay. On to the top <laughs> 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Dax, what's number 10? Number 10, I am so excited about. Adam Sandler is going to be embarking on a 25-city tour. That tour is going to be called the I Missed You Stand-Up Comedy Tour. It's going to start next month in Vancouver, and he basically said, let's have some fun. Uh, So this is a big deal. You know, he's 57 years old now. He is going to embark on this big old tour around North America. Tickets will go on sale uh, Friday. Well, I guess this release is on Friday morning. So at 10 a.m. this morning, uh, it's going to be on LiveNation.com. And he shared a big old trailer for it on his social media. And then uh, so it's going to kick off at the Rogers Arena in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And then it's just going to go kind of everywhere. It's going to go to Seattle, Portland, Idaho, Spokane, Washington, then it goes down through California and Nevada, Palm Desert. I mean, it's just kind of everywhere. And I think he wraps up in, I'm not going to tell you every city, you can go to his website and find out all those cities. Uh, But then it wraps up in Denver on December 12th. So obviously... People are freaking out right now. Um, Adam Sandler, obviously one of the biggest comedians in the world. He's had so much success doing movies and television and all this other kind of stuff. And so uh, I think people are excited to see him go back to his roots of just stand-up comedy. I'm excited about it, at least. Yeah, it's. I recommend anyone. You, Dax, would love to go see Sandler. Like, I, I know we're, we've been very lucky where we don't have to pay for shows. And yeah. um, we saw quite a few. So... In order for us to go pay for a show, it's got to be really something interesting or substantial. Adam Sandler, to me, is one of the the best shows to see live. Because, and he's coming to Anaheim. Like, oh, you know that's what? perfect I should, for I should, I should get tickets. My wife is a huge Adam Sandler fan. You know what's so great about it? I think it? I may need to do this. It's one of those shows that just makes you feel good. It's not like you're going to walk out of there like, pumped up like a Beyonce or Taylor Swift concert. However, it's one of those shows where you just feel good. It's just nice to see him. It's nice to see him be funny. And he's so like, I I feel like he like kind of, he's in his element. Yeah. It's a great show. I've seen him a few times live since he kind of got back into stand up. And I have to say, it's one of those shows where everyone's just so happy just to see him. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I'm excited. So yeah, that's a sh- that's surprise my wife here. If anybody else has gone to see, um, good thing Adam she doesn't Sandler. listen to the podcast, so she'll never yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know if you guys have gone to see him because I'm curious your thoughts on it. But I saw him with David Spade, Rob Schneider, um, who else? I think it was 
Chris Rock. It was maybe something else. No, it wasn't Chris Rock. It was uh, Nick Swartzen was on the show. So okay. that was a fun that was a fun tour. They did that tour for a little bit. I think on this tour now, on his last tour, he toured a little bit with, with um, Rob Schneider. Either way, just seeing Adam Sandler live will just make you feel happy. It's something about your youth or something growing up. I don't know. Something about it makes you feel good. And uh, it's stupid. It's silly. It's just really nice. All right, number nine. Number nine, The Surreal Life uh, is coming to MTV. Uh, so this year's cast just got MTV? revealed. Wait, hold on. It's going to MTV? I believe so, because I know the last wow. one was on VH1, but now MTV has announced their lineup. So I don't know, because MTV is technically the parent company, right, of VH1? I, yeah, Viacom. So I don't know if they just announced the lineup, but I know the last season was on VH1, and now MTV is announcing this one. So I think it's coming to NBC. MTV. Uh, anyway, wow. so they announced the 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 cast. It's Macy Gray, Kim Zolciak, Chet Hanks, Johnny Weir. Um, who else? We've got uh, Ali Brooke, who is a former uh, guest of ours. OT Genesis, uh, Josie Canseco, Jose's daughter. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I used to love. Love the surreal life back in the day when it was like Flava Flav and Vern Troyer. Like the OG surreal life was one of the best reality shows I have great ever show. enjoyed. It was so good. It was a great show. This cast sounds like a pretty good cast. I'm curious how it will do because I mean, we're going to talk about the VMAs later on in the countdown, but I mean, MTV, big week for MTV, huh? Are Huge week. Back? When was the last time we talked about MTV? I don't think I'll so you know what? I probably still will not watch the show, even with the great cast, because I, I, it's hard for me to even click on MTV because it's just so it's like it seems like to me like a dusty channel. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna wake up MTV again and see if it's got anything. Weird? I just it's so weird because MTV was the biggest channel on the planet when we were young. Like Carson Daly was my like hero when I was growing up, I wanted Carson Daly's job. I wanted to like be him and to say, even think that I would ever say MTV seems dusty is crazy. Even before Carson, cause Carson went on what roughly 1998, I would say um, there's just great content. There's great shows on MTV and it's hard to explain that to someone even about maybe let's say it was born in 1990. Let's like how great MTV was, was of a channel. They'll never understand. Never get it. They'll never, never it's hard. It'd be like, like, you know how you think YouTube is so cool. That was our YouTube (laughs) back in the day. You're you're (laughs) so right, dude. And YouTube, that's the best way to compare it to. You thought YouTube was great. MTV was better. And they didn't let you choose the options. They just forced the options on you. Said this is what you're going to watch. And you loved it. And you were hooked. (laughs) <laughs> God, we sound like such old men right now. <laughs> no, number eight. Uh, number eight, Justin Bieber penning a nice little tribute to Haley on their fifth wedding anniversary. So if you're following it on social media, you would have seen that he posted a, a bunch of photos from the trip. They're over in Japan right now. Uh, posted a bunch of stuff and basically said a really nice thing that's, it was almost so cute. It was kind of gross, but I kind of loved it at the same time. So he said to my precious, my beloved, he said, uh, five years, you have captivated my heart. I know from the depths of my soul down to my bones that this journey with you will only exceed our wildest expectations. So let's keep dreaming, big baby. Cheers to forever and ever. I love you with 
every fiber of my being. But like so cute at the same time, right? Yeah. I, I honestly, it's a pretty nice post. It's a great post. And I have to say, and I'm curious if you thought about this, Dax. And this what? is not a really, this is not a good thought. I don't like to think about oh, this because I don't think that that's for people. But when Justin Bieber, you know, got engaged or got married, mm-hmm. did you think it was going to go this long? Oh, I, I didn't know where you're going with that. No, um, I was going to say anything perverted. It was just more like I didn't know if this relationship <laughs> was going to last. You know, I, I was happened Justin's life. I didn't know if this was like all right. This is just he's going through a phase. It's Justin. Yep. But it's nice to see him happy, and it's it's just this was genuine. It was a great post. This this is really. Um, I would say I didn't have much confidence in their relationship because he was fresh off of dating Selena. It was only months after that he was like, boom, dating Haley. Oh, they're they're getting married. Like it all happened so fast. I just thought. Oh, this is just going to be some kind of fling. But they really, really seem happy together. You know, I I don't know if you saw Hannah Burner's Instagram because Hannah just did a like a a question and answer thing with Haley, like a little promotional thing. But Justin was off to the side, like watching his wife do her little promotional video with Hannah. And I just thought, I love that. Like, I love that he is that husband that he's not in the spotlight and he's there like watching her, cheering her on, do her stuff, live her life and her career. Um, when it could be so easy for him to be like, no, I'm just going to sit back at the hotel. No need to go and like be out in the public watching you. I don't know. I just think that this relationship is a lot healthier and strong than I think people give it credit for. I also think that she brought him out of a very dark point in his life um, where he was struggling mentally, he, you know, was just not doing well. And she's kind of been there for him this whole time. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, Justin's like a different person and the guy, the world could be his oyster. He's a good looking guy. He's super talented with all the distractions that could be out there. It's kind of cool that he has that anchor and that's Haley Mm -hmm. to just kind of go back to and kind of keep him, you know, from just falling just falling down. Just yeah. Getting into and trouble. I think she, she was like the perfect level of celebrity where she wasn't super famous. Her last name was really famous Baldwin, Baldwin, but she wasn't Selena famous. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it was like not as crazy. I don't know how to explain this, but I just think she like, handles it well. And he handles she it well. Handles she it handles well. It. And, and when you get two massive, massive stars together, and both of them have conflicting schedules. It's hard to keep a relationship together. And I think these two, they kind of were off secluded. They got out of the spotlight for a long time. They lived on their like ranch up, up in Canada. Just it was about them. And I think it's been really good for 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 Justin and for for Haley. And you know what's cool about her and this props to her. She it seems like she's comfortable at the level of celebrity she's at. Yeah, you know, she's like she's not trying to be too much. She's not going to try to be too extra. She knows she's married to Justin Bieber, but she's not trying to be the biggest star in the world. She's just not gross with celebrity, in my opinion. Some other people have their opinion. No, I think that is a very good point because you do see some of these relationships where they are almost competing for fame. And I don't feel like that is here. I mean, clearly there is no competition. He is 10 times more famous. But some people you'd utilize that fame to catapult them because they want to be the star too. You know, I'm friends with her dad on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> I did not expect that. One day I got an ad from her father on LinkedIn. I was like, is this real? Like, and then he I requested out, like, you? He requested me. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go through him to get Haley on the podcast. Like, yeah. hey, but I was like, oh, cool. And um, I thought it was like fake, but no, no, it was like legit him. I was like, of all things, LinkedIn? I was like, That's okay, so we could do the professional route. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number seven, Dax, let's tell me everything about the VMAs because I'm going to be honest, I did not watch it because I do not watch MTV. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch either, but I do like to read up on things that are that have happened. I think it's fun to like check out some of the videos. Uh, it was actually probably one of the biggest VMAs in a very long time with the amount of publicity got, the amount of people talking about it. When an award show is on and I start getting all the like, um, I still want to say Twitter X updates and people are posting about it on IG and I'm like, oh shit, like what am I missing? That's when you know it's a good show, right? Like people are talking about how Olivia Rodrigo, her stage started to fall apart mid-performance. Well, come to well, find out. Yeah, sorry. I, I was, there's, no, I was going to say, hmm. you're talking about the publicity about it. One thing I noticed about this, and I don't know if this is strategic, and they said, listen, let's put our energy after. I felt like MTV use this as a commercial word. They didn't even promote the VMAs. I didn't even know the VMAs were even happening until the day of. Remember how yeah, big right. the VMAs used to be? Which again, if you're a younger audience member of ours, you don't really realize it. If you're an older person, our age roughly, uh, mm-hmm. in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, whatever age you are, you remember and you know how big the VMAs were. The VMAs like popped out of nowhere and then the next day, everyone was talking about the VMAs, which is kind of wild. But go on. I did see the video of Olivia Rodrigo and her stage malfunction where she was clearly scared of what was yeah, going on behind it her. It looked like like sparks were flying from pyrotechnics. There were rigging falling down. Set trees were falling over. And and you literally – you'd pan, they panned over to the audience and you see like Selena Gomez looking all freaked out because she's like, holy shit, this girl's stage is falling apart on her while she's trying to sing uh, Vampire. And come to find out it was all just a part of the act to replicate her, her music video for Vampire. and But it, it freaked a lot of people out and it worked really well because – instantly everyone's going to social media talking about it tweeting about oh my god did you see her set and it was falling apart you know she looks scared and then they kind of whisked her off stage they had like a um a stage hand come out and like run her off stage it worked really well it was a perfect publicity move i think and then she ended up starting to sing her next song uh but it I don't know. I just think that that, that works. Shakira performed. Doja Cat performed. Um, I mean, they, they had a ton of performance. It was very uh, female-centric uh, performances, and I think they did that on purpose. That It was like kind of like woman power at this VMAs. Um, Diddy came out and uh, performed a bunch. He was kind of getting shit on, though. Like, p- people didn't love his 
him performing his own songs. It would, I mean, he was just, everyone just kept saying he was ruining his songs and um, his dancing wasn't good. I, I don't know. I didn't watch it to be totally honest. So I didn't care. I didn't see Diddy and immediately go and, and YouTube that video. Um, but the biggest thing I think of the night was sync coming out and reuniting. Nicki Minaj uh, announced them. They come walking out. The last time they were on uh, the, that they had reunited was actually the VMAs years and years ago. I, I mean, what was that like? Two thousand? I don't even remember when it was. Like thirteen or something. Uh, but they came out and they got to announce the the big the big pop song, and it was Taylor Swift who won, and she was freaking out, which was really fun to see. I mean, Taylor yeah. kind of has the same act all the time when she, Oh my God. <laughs> but you could tell she was legit fangirling out over NSYNC being together. And then she got the award from them. It was cool. Yeah. I'm just surprised, you know, because the irrelevancy of MTV that they were still able to draw this type of talent and the celebrities and get the, um, but here's the thing, you know, all the people know that they're going to win the awards. That's why they show up. That is true. So like, that makes sense. You don't see all the people who are losing there as well. It's not like the Oscars where whether you're winning or losing, you still show up. MTV is literally like, hey, Taylor, you're about to win whatever it was, like 11 awards or nine awards or whatever. Uh, We need you to show up. And she shows up and Doja Cat and Nikki and all these other people because they know they're going to go up on stage and they need to do uh, a speech. Um, As for NSYNC, I mean, I think this, it, it was interesting that they showed up there, but uh, we're being told that they've got a, a song that's being featured in the new Trolls movie and that where the band gets back together. So uh, TMZ had done this big um, report that they were working together, that, you know, obviously Justin's in the Troll movies. Well, he, apparently one of the plot lines is that he was in a band back in the day and it's in sync and they've got some kind of song that's now being featured in the trolls movie. And so it's like a whole big publicity stunt coming for the trolls movie. Cause they can't really promote the trolls movie because of the strike. So they have to figure out different ways to promote it without messing with people uh, or yep. just fucking with the unions. So yeah. I mean, smart it's... way to do it though. Right. Like just get up on stage and uh, be is... all together and it's good promotion for the movie. Yeah, I have a great idea. We should start hmm. giving out awards and tell, hey, listen, we want you to come on the podcast, Olivia Rodrigo, because we're going to give you the Lifetime Achievement Award from Hollywood Raw. And we're going <laughs> to give it to you live on the podcast and see if she actually comes on the podcast. How fun like would that it. be? The like, girl's 19. It. She's like, wait, I'm getting a Lifetime Achievement Award at 19? Yep. Yeah, yep. Lifetime Achievement Award. Lifetime you Achievement Award. Start giving, hey, we want to come on the podcast. We're giving them an award. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I got to go on this podcast. They're giving me an award. <laughs> but we just make a, each week as a Lifetime Achievement Award? Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be the funniest prank to do these celebrities. <laughs> and then we come on air like, listen, we're this award's bullshit. We just wanted to get you on. They're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Oh, well, but while you're here. While you're like, here. But actually, Dax life. does own the trophy company, so he can send you a plaque <laughs> if you really want. <laughs> 
that's funny. All right, number six. Number six, Kanye West. Uh, he is uh, a part of a new lawsuit, which is a crazy lawsuit, which I totally got into here. Uh, but basically, he has a, a a guy who was working on his home in Malibu who has gone after him, saying that he was basically working in unfit conditions and that Yi is a wild boss and has crazy demands, which we all know. But this guy was the project manager and property caretaker for that Malibu house. And then according to this lawsuit that he filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court, he alleges that um, that <laughs> Kanye wanted all the windows and all the electricity removed from the house. And he wanted to change all the stairwells into slides and so basically the guy was like you can't have a refrigerator if you got no electricity and he's like there's seagulls flying in the house because you got no windows and he's like he was just basically turning it into a giant art project i'm sorry but you got me at the slides slides instead of instead of stairs i'm in yeah that's kind of fun but how do you get up you have to climb up the slide maybe there's i don't know uh, <laughs> we didn't think about that, Kanye, did you? You're like trying to get your, yeah, some old relatives to the second floor. Uh, you're going to have to push them up there. That's not fun. No, Sounds like pretty the, cool, but it's interesting. What was he going to do with this art no, project exactly? I, I don't I mean, he spent like, what, $80 million on this house? I mean, that's when you just ridiculous rich when you just buy a big house and you do Kanye shit to it. Anyway, so this guy also worked as the security guard for the property. He was basically like living on it, but he was saying that it was dangerous, that uh, he only got paid for basically two months. He was supposed to get $20,000 per week, but uh, Kanye only made two payments and um, and one of it was salary, the other was the project budget. Um, and he was just like, it was not safe. Like you can't live in this house. And, and so I was kind of like throwing up a red flag saying, hey, we can't do these things, even though you've got the money and you're the one backing it, you're you're going to hurt yourself or someone else. And he was saying that there's multiple uh, labor code violations, dangerous working condition, unpaid wages, wrongful termination, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, uh, the lawsuit sounds really interesting though. And it's in Malibu of all places. I mean, that's got to be great. Malibu is so sick. All right. Number five. Number five is, I don't know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Aerosmith postponing their uh, farewell tour after Steven Tyler is now suffering vocal cord damage. So the band played three shows of the Peace Out World Tour on Saturday, and I guess it, it left his vocal cords like bleeding. And so the doctor basically said to Steven, do not sing anymore. You have to stop. You are going to destroy your voice. Um, and you're going to cause a permanent long-term damage. So they are now postponing the remaining remainder of their September concerts. I guess the doctor said at least 30 days minimum, let yourself recover. And so I think they're pretty bummed, but now they're going to postpone all the concerts that were supposed to be in September to basically, I want to say February of next year. And so they're saying, Hey, if if you can't make it to the February shows, we'll re refund you. But that's when our um, 
our new tour dates will be. They've had a lot of problems, uh, you know, with with Stephen over the last few years with his health issues. I remember he went to rehab while they were in Vegas. He had some kind of surgery and got hooked back on painkillers. And, you know, he's been very open about his substance abuse issues over the years. We so need to get help. And I mean, it has been a very rocky road for them performing since, I don't know, the last two, three years. Aerosmith is an awesome band, by the way. They're mm-hmm. just one of those bands I feel like we take for granted. And I, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've been trying to take it ever since like Tom Petty passed away. And now that Jimmy Buffett passed away, I'm like, man, not saying that they're anywhere near that kind of plateau, that kind of, <laughs> they're not that that level. Directory. Yeah. That they're not going to, no, I'm saying they're not, I don't want to think it sounds like I think they're going to, Oh, you're like, anytime. you're trying to kill them off. Yeah. But I'm afraid that they'll eventually just stop performing because it's very physical what they do. And Steven Tyler, especially his voice is iconic. And to keep yeah. up those type of, I guess, um, those chords, those vocal chords, is it's got to be a lot of stress on the body. I mean, I've been hearing a lot about Bon Jovi, about how he's really fallen off sounding lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, by the way, new Rolling Stones song came out. It's really good. What? Yeah. Why have I not heard this? I, I, I think it's new. It popped on my social media. I was like, is this a new song? This is like really good. Um, but yeah, Aerosmith, I looked at their schedule because I was actually curious about going to see them and see if I had a hookup. And they're doing a lot of dates. And when you're at that age, I don't mm-hmm. think you should be touring at that speed when you should be doing you know, a show every night. It's tough to do that for yeah. any age, especially when you're you know, Steve Perry and Joe, uh, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry's age. Just yeah. slow it down a little bit. Slow it down, guys. Chill slow out, it down. bro. Yes. All right. Moving on to what number next now? Uh, uh, we are on number four. Yeah, number four. Finally, number four. This is the one. It's kind of you've been waiting one. to talk know. about. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah. Do you know I who this guy I is? Have, I have no idea who this guy I was is. Supposed Peso to do a Pluma. Setup. Yeah, he's a Spanish ra- rapper, I guess, or I don't know what. But I was supposed to interview him last week and do a setup shot with him, but he never showed up. <laughs> the guy never showed up. But uh, yeah, tell, tell us what's going on with this guy. Well, Pesa Pluma, who apparently is getting huge right now, um, he is getting threatened by uh, allegedly the cartel and told, do not play at your concert in Tijuana. Uh, basically, there's been all these banners that have been popping up around the city saying that uh, if you come here, it will be your last show. And so uh, the Mexican government or Tijuana government is looking into it. They're trying to see, is it real? Is it not? It's supposed to be coming from the cartel. Um, And so (laughs) I don't know, would you uh, and I guess it comes off of like whatever he's singing about is what's pissing off the cartel down there. And uh, allusions to crime and drugs and this kind of stuff, I don't know. I've never heard of this guy, but apparently he's a big deal. And he was at the VMAs, by the way. Yeah. He's very big, but Dax, great publicity. No kidding. You know what? We should probably announce right now the cartel uh, told us we shouldn't be doing the podcast today either. Um, So we may have to cancel... If anyone wants to pick up this story and put it out there, we're more than happy to give quotes. Well, the cartel is not a fan of us, but also, like we've said before, Dex, we said this before for a while, the Taliban's most hated podcast. 
Yeah. You know, and they hate our podcast. And you know what? We have to live with that. We have to live with that. The uh, the Taliban's most hated entertainment news podcast. America's favorite, the Taliban's most hated. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so they're trying to decide whether or not to to actually move forward with this concert. I don't think a decision has been made as of right now. Um, they're just going to let them look into it more. But what would you do if the cartel is threatening your life or allegedly threatening your life? Do you go or do you think that there's, this could be some kind of crazy publicity stunt? I guess he knows the truth. Uh, you know this this guy Peto Pluma. He knows the truth, mm-hmm. so he might use it towards his advantage and say, "You know what? I'm going to do the show and put and make a stance against the cars, but say the Taliban against the cartel." Or mm-hmm. this is I could also see him saying, "Dude, I'm not doing that show." Yeah, like, no thanks. Yeah, we, I don't need guys, to get die. Your shit together. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like I I don't need to go where I'm not wanted. So, but great, great. Uh, promotion but if you great hair by the way too should we talk about his hair he's got a bowl cut slash mullet right now it's pretty sick (laughs) it's like a bowl cut on the front and a party mullet in the back yeah is peso pluma i'm sure there's some people know he is he's very big he he didn't show up when i was supposed to do a setup shot with him last week we won't judge him because maybe he thought i was cartel and maybe thought <laughs> I could have, I could hurt him. And little did he know, I'm actually part of a Jewish gang called the Matzabolas. And uh, we would we would fuck that guy up. You're an idiot. I'm so stupid. These jokes are so stupid. All right, number three, Dex. All right, number three. More Raquel or Rachel and Tom Sandoval drama. Uh, so he, he went on social media, she was posting about her birthday and he went on and wished her a happy birthday and basically said he missed her. And then she ended up blocking him on social media. Oof Oof is right. That That one, the, the old social media block, you know, um, I got blocked by Ashton Kutcher. It was kind of, I was brutal. He blocked me from, Yeah. He blocked me a long time ago. Um, what was it? I think it was. Remember when he did the like pop chips, sp- like when he was basically punking yeah. TMZ? Uh-huh. It was right around that time. Like I think I responded or said something to his his uh, Twitter page, and he blocked me. That's I was funny. Like, you even know really? who I am? That's so That's lame. Right, that it actually got to him. He's like, all right, I'm gonna block him. And you should run into him on the street like, hey, man, you blocked me on Twitter. What was up with that? Like, yeah, I would love to please you. explain yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then while you're explaining yourself, explain about the Danny Masterson stuff, too. So, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Rachel, Raquel, I don't, what the fuck is her name anymore? I don't even know. Um, she, like, changed her name. I think it's Rachel. She blocks him, and then he was doing a... a, a promo thing or red carpet thing for his new show the world's toughest the special forces world's toughest test and the person asked him and said so what do you think about rachel blocking you and he said uh i think she's doing great um i think she's a little um thirsty and immature (laughs) he said but is who she is i still wish her the best listen i he's you know he's got a new girl they got to move on. It's, 
it's life. But I wonder if this is Rachel's team mm-hmm. using all this to build up her. She's going to come out with another interview. This is my. I'm going to. This is my theory of what's going to happen. I'm, going to, I'm just putting out there into the universe, Dax. She's going to come and talk about. She's going to do a lot of conversation about mental health, about forgiveness, mm-hmm. and I think. And I could be wrong, and please don't hate me for coming out to this. I'm just thinking into the future that Raquel is going to say that Sandoval uh, kind of groomed her, that kind of manipulated her into thinking this was going to be a bigger and more of a relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, am I allowed to say I don't care and I don't know? You're allowed to say that. And I <laughs> <laughs> By the um, way, you did mention he's got a new girlfriend yeah he's like he's been seen out with that uh singer songwriter how do you say her name is it t-i-i or t or yeah. i don't know how to say her name i don't know but he was denying it for a while and now like the photo shows yeah you're with this yeah, girl they were at, like 2 a.m holding hands together walking back to his house so it seems like they they're on so anyway found himself a new girl Oh, good for them. Thank you, Tom, for moving along. So we kind of are getting away from this drama. I'm curious about the ratings of the next season of Vanderpump Rules, which they're filming right now. Uh, All right, Dex, number two. Number two, Drew Barrymore facing more backlash. Uh, She started filming uh, the next season of her talk show, The Drew Barrymore Show. And uh, there's picketers outside. Obviously, the Writers Guild is still on strike. The acting uh, Guild is still on strike. And so people are very upset about her show being back on the air. Um, and also Bill Maher getting a lot of hate as well. His show will be going back. Uh, the thing is, it actually doesn't violate the strike. Um, there's a lot of shows that are still allowed to be filming. Daily talk shows, uh, news shows, soap operas, game shows, reality shows. There's a lot of shows that it's all good. And uh, they're acknowledging that they won't be, there will be parts of their show that they will be Xing out because it rebought, it includes writers. They won't be promoting any big projects per the strike. Um, I think that Bill, Drew, a lot of these big hosts, they're put in a really tough position because they want to support the, 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 the strikes that are happening right now. But they also have an entire crew of people who aren't SAG or a part of the Writers Guild, and they're out of work. And it's been, what, five months or so at this point where imagine you're out of work for five months and you're looking at your boss going, I need a paycheck. I need to survive. They're trying to keep the rest of the hundred people on their staff in their homes and they're going, well, shit, I'm, I'm going to get dragged. I'm going to be called a scab on, on television. I'm going to have all these picketers out front, but if I can get people back to work, I'm doing my job as a boss. So I think this is a really tough spot to be in right now. And I'm glad I'm not in that spot. I think, and I could be wrong. I think the way around it, just like the today show and those shows are able to work, they're considered somewhat news. Yeah. You know, so that's their way around it. I respect them for doing that because there's other people that are hurting, not just the writers or actors. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think Bill Maher said something really nice. He stands, he's a writer, he stands with the union and he thinks, I, I, I get it. I get it. It sucks. 
and you're trying to make the best of a shitty situation. Yeah. And I, I yeah. wonder if the I, but I'm curious what the writers of Bill Maher's show think. Are they pissed off at Bill for doing it? Because he actually says, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you. they do because if you go on, you're essentially saying I don't need a writer to do my show, right? Like, isn't it kind of counterproductive? Um, but there's a lot of people there that need a job too. And those yeah. are, you know, the set workers, the, the, you know, all the other people that work on a show. And that's a lot of people. And again, I sympathize for both sides here. The people that are not striking need a job. The people are striking need you to be backing them up. So it just, thank God we have no one to, that depends on us. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually, you know, the way I think about it, like what's the pros and cons, the pros is you're, you're giving people jobs. Yep. So I think it's actually a nice thing in a way, but I can understand people being upset as well. Yep. All right, let's move eh, on. Weird. All right. Uh, is, there, is there a two and a half? Because we had a little bit of oh, a We do have or? a two and a half. Yes, we have a two and a half uh, because we're not really sure how true it is or what. It's it's more of a rumor, so I hate to like give it too much emphasis, but too, uh, much, gas. A, too much gas on this fire. Uh, but there's a source kind of saying that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are really dating following this like hangout report. If you remember, Travis Kelsey... Um, obviously a big deal in the football world. Um, he made a lot of headlines in July for discussing how he like went to her concert and uh, made her a bracelet, but didn't get to talk to her. And he really wanted to give her the bracelet, but she doesn't talk to people before or after her concerts because she saves her voice and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and then they ended up apparently meeting up at some point. And now there's more rumors sparking that they are in fact dating, which I'm just not sure if that's real or not. I would be very surprised, but also I would not be surprised. I think Travis Kelsey is a little bit kind of rough around the edges, and I think it's kind of good for her. I think it's as a long-term, it's not going to work out. Short-term, it's good for the brand. Yeah. Yep. And but it's the also Chiefs good. lost it, last week, so is it that great? If the Chiefs won, if they were the best team in the football, yeah, it'd be great for her they're brand. They're but. still the reigning champs, though. I, and Travis Kelsey, he's a big deal. So, you know, he was one of the top draft picks for fantasy football, I'll tell you that much. A lot of people grabbing him. Um, he should have game last week. <laughs> <laughs> All tight ends did if you want to get specific. Um, but, yeah, it's we don't know if it's true. A lot of rumors are flowing out there. If it is true, great, great, great score for Travis. For Taylor, I mean, she could, you know. It, Listen, she always wins when it comes to dating rumors. She's always, it always works well for her. Yeah. She, all right, Dax, let's just get into the number one story of the week. Number one story of the week. Massive, massive, massive backlash against Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Um, if you've been following the story about Danny Masterson and the fact that he was sentenced, he got 30 years in jail or prison um, for this whole the, the rape cases. Uh, two women, he was convicted of, of raping them and now is facing lots of time behind bars. And uh, Mila and Ashton ended up writing character letters and uh, submitted them to the judge. Well, those letters became public and people did not seem uh, look kindly at this. They basically said, wait, you are standing behind a convicted rapist now and you're trying to give this judge 
letters that make him look better. Like, what the hell were you guys thinking? Um, they then had to go on and release a video on their social media, basically an apology video saying, no, 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 like, listen, th these were, or basically we were vouching for a friend um, to show his character from like, you know, how we knew him, but we, we support victims. We've done this historically through our work and we can, we'll continue to do so in the future. Um, but again, drag, drag, drag. They said that they were, you know, they, they stressed the awareness of the pain that those letters caused them. Um, this one is weird. I, I don't know why they did it. Um, I mean, I kind of know why they did it, but I, but I'm surprised because the optics look so bad. Here's a question for you, Adam. Oh, please. I, I, you know what's so funny? I was debating myself to ask you a question too, but I was like, I don't know if this is a good question. Dax, so, you give me the question. I want to know if you were put in a situation. Oh, I was going to ask you this question because then I said, no, I don't want to give, I don't want to put you in this situation, but go on. If, if I was convicted for something horrendous, and you're like, I don't know him for that horrendous act. I know him as my buddy. I know that he has always been a good person to me. But like, now I've been convicted of something. And you're like, well, shit, like, where would you stand up for me? Because you know me as a different person? Or do you back down? Because, hey, at the end of the day, it looks really bad for your reputation. I would go up. You know, I, I think I would, for you, I would actually not just write a letter. I would show up to the courtroom. I would say what I know about it. I would say Dax is a really good guy. He's a good father. He's a great podcast partner. However, the guy likes to shoplift. And he <laughs> is an extreme shoplifter. Wherever he goes, he likes to shoplift. He doesn't even like this stuff. He does it because he could get away with it. So that's what I would do. I don't know what I would do in this situation. I, Looking back, it's one of those things where I learned a lot from this example where it's like just stay away. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't. I, I don't know what I would do, Dex. It's such a shitty situation to be in. And yeah. for Ashton it, Kutcher, like tough. I don't know if there. There's no win-win because you have to live with the guilt of not having a, of not helping someone you know and you had a close relationship with, and then also the part of defeat. It's such a weird, uncomfortable. It's weird situation. because I they, don't have an answer. Yeah, they knew him as a very different person. You know, they knew him as an actor on the show. They probably had a different relationship. And so you're like, you do the best you can and you stand up for who you know, but it could make you look really, really bad publicly. Um, so, yeah, this, this but this story blew up this week. Uh, a lot of people talking about yeah, it. Yeah, actually, here's some. So Mila is directing Matt Reif. I know there's a lot of Matt Reif fans who listen to the podcast. Matt, Mila Kunis is directing Matt Reif's new comedy special. People apparently in Matt Reif's circle are like, dude, do not allow her to be part of your comedy special right now. So I think he's still going to use her. Um, and that's his decision. I don't, I don't care. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough situation for them. I don't know. It, it just sucks, but they got so much, you know, hate against them and mm -hmm. anger towards them this week, saying they were helping out uh, a rapist. And um, yeah, it's it is what it is, and it sucks for them. And uh, I gotta stop this podcast because I have to go tinkle 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I got a pee deck so bad. I don't know. This went way too long. I got a pee so bad. I took some green. I took athletic greens this morning oh, and yeah. it went right through me. I got a pee. I love it. I love AG. Dude, one, that's by like the way. green tea for me. I'm like, I have one cup of green tea and I'm like in the bathroom before I even finish it. Well, let me be clear. I have to go number one, not number two. I just, <laughs> you, know, I, you did I say tinkle. Like I knew what that yeah. meant. So we're okay. good. Just confirming. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, join our private Facebook group called off the record, uh, off the record, our private Facebook group. We're also on TikTok. We're on Instagram, just like every Gen Z millennial cool kid. Uh, follow me at Adam Glenn and follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.